You just want to go raw. Just raw dog it. Just running late. I fucked up. I'm sorry. Yeah, where were you? I was at the fish shop. <laughs> were you getting another spider crab thing? No, the spider crab died. Oh, well, I mean, it was terrifying, so. Yeah. Not its fault, though. No, not like it didn't deserve to live because it was terrifying. It was just terrifying. Mm. Well, I don't know what happened, but um, I didn't tell you about this, but on Sunday, Bill's dad sent us one of those messages that sounds a chill down my spine. Ah, uh, yes. And the message was, we're getting 15 koi carp delivered on Sunday. Can you come help? 15 what? Koi carp. So oh, you know carp, the pond, like the fish, the carp. Yeah, you know the pond they've got in the back garden. Yes. Okay. It's got fish that are like this bigger, yeah. Yeah. So Sunday, um, Paddy, Bell's dad's builder, turned up with his van. In the back had a massive, like, container of water, and in it were twenty-three fish, some of which weighed above four kilos. Yeah, aren't carp like this big? Yeah, they're like they were like this. <laughs> I've got photos. They were bending the net. Like these, like one of the like Bell's mum asked me to pick one up and hold it for a picture. I genuinely couldn't because it was so big. Probably a little slimy too. Yeah. Fish. Why? <laughs> so so her parents just have massive fish in a tiny pond now. No, they are the, the, the like they are the right size of fish for that pond because the oh, fish okay. the pond is like big enough for the, the fish that big. But yeah, apparently they don't. They've they'd outgrown some guy's pond and he was getting rid of them. So. So they migrated them. Yeah. To there. Okay. But they were huge. I mean, there you go, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. It was weird. Since I've, since I've sat here, I've watched the weather go from gloriously sunny, like, like blindingly sunny, mm. straight to total cloud cover. To the, point, to the point where I think it's going to rain oh. in the next hour or so. And I've been sat here for about half an hour. Are you sailing this afternoon? Is that why you're now annoyed that it's going to rain? Oh, no. I've, I'm just, uh, you know, just observing the, the pattern of the world. We still can't go sailing. Um, I've heard some, uh, you know, I mean, on top of the fact that the clubs are all still closed because of we're still in lockdown until at least the 15th, the 19th. Okay the 20th i don't know it's still pretty unclear no um i've also been told that like sailing is apparently illegal right now like you're there aren't boats allowed on the lake okay which i also am confused about like one of my one of my sailing coach friends who started working at a club next to mine yeah. Was like, oh, this boat pulled in 
today, <clears throat> right? And and was like, oh, there's some illegal sailing, and I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, they technically can't pull into your docks because you're closed. Mm-hmm. But what's illegal about sailing? And she's like, there's no boats allowed on the lake, and I'm like. It's but, May though, like it's not February when like you're not sp- when you literally shouldn't be sailing because it's frozen. Yeah, I so, mean, with the best will in the world, if we're allowing some, I don't know what the situation is in Canada, but surely like sailing is one of the best kind of social distance activities. Because- well, this is this is what I've been saying the whole time. I mean, they shut down sailing and everything else before they shut down golf, for God's sake. They finally well, did shut yeah. down golf like a week later. Yeah. But when they shut everything down, they were like, oh, we're going to close basically everything. Oh, but you can still golf and go to the driving range. And I'm like, well, if you can go golfing and go to the driving range, you can, can go, have- you can get in a boat and and sail on the open water of Lake Ontario and still be yeah. safe enough. And I can understand. Like, I would understand crew, like that kind of stuff. But if you're one person single-handing a boat... All of my kids like, are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, yeah, but, we, but we, we would, we're not allowed to gather at the club, even though I have at the most... I think at the most I had... I have like four lasers and then like there'd be other teams. So there'd be other groups there, but I just like, like spring training was supposed to start basically when we went into our second lockdown, like literally right at the start of it. And I just laser Picos, by the way, pardon. uh, Have you seen the new laser Picos? Um, I have not seen the new Picos. So you know the, the you know the standard Pico that was quite capsizy anyway. Yes, the blue one. Yeah, they yeah. made it narrower. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's let's make a youth educational boat narrower and more likely to capsize. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, welcome to Better Luck next week, because I'm not going to get into that. That is so stupid. <laughs> so we already wish better luck to whoever the hell decided to design the Pico. Mm-hmm. And I or mean, it- I mean, I that we could we could dedicate a whole episode to sailing when there's less going on, to be honest, because yeah, there's we a. Both- we both like sailing so well and there's a whole debacle with laser as a whole because laser performance totally screwed up the patent for the laser and now there's these new things called ilkas which are yeah. it's just the worst acronym i've ever heard yeah what do you sail oh i sail an ilka Ooh. it just doesn't feel right to say anyway international laser class association boat it's literally the same boat. The, just yeah. the, pat- the patents all fuck. Anyways, um, we've got other things to talk about because there's lots going on. It oh, so much going up happened in hockey this yeah. week. Can we, I would say let's start with Formula One. We'll quickly go yeah. through that. 
that was that pre- that's pretty easy. Yeah, super easy. And then we'll move on to hockey. Lewis so Hamilton. Friend, Lewis Hamilton got his hundredth pole. Yes. I'm like not no one else much. has done that. As amazing. Yeah, not by much. I mean, mm. there is an there is literally I, three one hundred three tenths one hundredths yeah. of a second. Yeah, Mercedes. <laughs> Mercedes. I still think have the edge, but. Well, everything's very clumped together again. So close. Yeah, at one through eight is just again. Yeah, it's it's. I I would say down to Alonso in tenth. It's yeah, and then even then, if you actually look at the Q two times. Oh yeah, like Stroll and Gasly actually have better qualifying times than Norris and Alonso. Yeah, they would have been right up there. Um, Yuki didn't have a very good one. Apart from that, it was a really good qualifying. Um, mm. A lot of people are having a go because um, in Q2, Lando Norris's um, time got deleted and he had to go out again. Um, I I'm don't. Sorry. How do you delete the time? Well, no, not deleted. So basically, what happened was he set off on a flying lap. And when he came into the last bit of the third sector, which uh, I don't know how well you know, Circuit to Catalonia is basically a slow two hair, uh, two chicanes back to back. Right. Yeah, so yeah. The problem is, is that all the cars go really slowly through the chicane and then accelerate out so that they have space between them. Um, the problem was that Lando Norris came round at the same time, two horses, two Williamses, and two other cars. We're all slowly going through this section. Oh. And the problem was that the two horses had no, like Lando Norris is trying to come through on a flying lap and everyone else is trying to go through slowly. And he got held up by six hundredth of a second. Looking at it, I don't really know what anyone else could have done. Other than literally just get out of the way. There, there wasn't space to get but, out of the way. Yeah, the so they would have had to go off the track and you just, yeah. know. Ruin their tires. The problem was as well, and this is the one that kind of annoyed me, was that at Catalonia, if this is the circuit, you have a bit that goes straight, chicane, chicane, and then that. But they also have an alternative version of the circuit that is just a, an extra bit of track mm. that still leads on to the main straight. So what the drivers said was they said, well, if someone's calling around on their qualifying lap and we're not, can we use that extra bit to get out of their way? And Formula One were like, no. And then okay. it people up. <laughs> and you're like... Yeah, okay. okay. Um, that doesn't was, seem to make any sense. Ricardo out-qualified Norris for the first time this season. Esteban Ocon did very well. Remember, remember how I said it was going to rain within the next hour? Yeah. It's already it's raining. Hot. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be a very interesting one. There's a lot of rumors with Valtteri at the moment going around. I don't see much base to them, but yeah, they're like, "Oh, Valtteri Bottas is going to be fired mid-season." I'm like, "Has anyone ever been? When was the last time a driver was fired mid-season?" Uh, Red Bull did it to Pierre Gasly. Okay. Um, but, but that was that was just a stupid situation yeah. as a whole yeah with the best will in the world you know that 
until we see someone else in that car, what you've got to remember is, is that Valtteri Bottas is in the car next to, and this is without question now, the best qualifier in Formula One history by some margin. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I think you can even I, I think you can even say that Lewis Hamilton is the best Formula One driver in history. Yeah, he's outdone. Like he's outdone Michael Schumacher. Yeah, he's he, he, he's outdone anyone else in his class yeah. at the moment. Yeah, and Valtteri Bottas was a hundredth and a bit of a second behind him in qualifying. In third. In third, you know, which okay. is which is which is what yeah. we expect of him to be two or three, two or three, yeah, as long as you're two or three. I mean, the distance trying to put a car between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen would have been literally impossible because Lewis did a point uh, seven four, mm-hmm. Max did a point seven seven, so. You're talking hundredths of a, of a second. Yeah, you're talking. Like, you're talking three of yeah. difference. So you had to fit it in there at five or six. And <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no. Um, Charles Leclerc, being Charles Leclerc, doing very well. Esteban Ocon. I went into this season. If I'm honest, I was worried about Esteban Ocon. Because yeah, I, I wasn't really I he, against Fernando Alonso. He was just gonna, he was gonna struggle. Right, uh, Ocon wasn't really on my radar either. And yeah. I mean, uh, he's he's had a good start now. Yeah, at least I mean, you know, I mean, it, it, it it's nice to see Alpine a little bit more competitive. Yeah, do it well. Um, and then I think the rest of it, it's kind of. Sonoda and Gasly, I just I don't know if this circuit really suits the Alpha Tauri. Mm. They were both struggling with it. Sonoda wasn't very happy. Pierre wasn't very happy. Um, that's to be accepted. George Russell doing his best. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, the two horses again at the bottom. One thing I did want to point out and stuff like that, and a lot of people have said this, I mean, Jensen Button was quite vocal, was that the horse is a difficult car to drive at the moment. Mm. They don't know exactly where, and maybe this goes back what we said to you know before the start of the season that maybe if you had an experienced driver in the car as well as your rookie, getting a handle on these issues might be a bit better. But from right. from watching the onboards when Nikita Mazepin had his spin this weekend, he'd come out of a corner and he was so gentle on the throttle. I mean as gentle as you could be it was like he was pulling away from a junction and he hits what i would call probably about 90 percent throttle and the car just lights up the rears and at a certain point i will accept that it is a, a driver problem but with a formula one car if you can't put your foot flat to the floor in a straight line and know that it's going to be so stuck down that it's going to go it's not very confidence inspiring i think you know, for two guys, two guys who it's their first year in Formula One, one, the car needs to be confidence inspiring, and two, you know, they need to get a handle on these issues. I I don't know if maybe a move for Haas would be to get someone like Kevin Magnussen or Roman Grosjean back in as a test driver. 
and well, go to me it's just not a good at this point it's just not a good car like i i i don't really see anything else about it you know and they they kind of talk about it in in in, in drive to survive when they're talking about you know well they need uh, they need new drivers. They're getting rid of both of them. You know, they know they're taking a bit of a risk, but they're going to get rid of both Grosjean and Magnussen and mm. go with two rookies that are bringing in more money. Yeah. But what did you what did you put that money to? Because you, you didn't improve the a car, people, did you? A lot of people say that their plan, is, they're, they're putting all of their focus on next year's car because obviously at the end of this year we throw away these cars. They're no longer, you can't carry anything over. Right. We get a revamp change. Um, so I think Harsey's plan is, well, let's focus everything on, you know, all the money goes into that. And this year, let's just give them a year of getting used to it. But I think at the moment, they're just not, they're just not good cars. Like yeah, I, I don't think I don't think there's anything else about it. You've got two kids that don't know the ropes in mm. bad cars. I don't think there's anything else about it. No, I don't think um, we um, didn't we didn't really talk about last week's Grand Prix. That's because it was as boring as watching paint dry. Oh God, yeah. I'm glad I didn't watch it to be honest. And the problem was was that. To make the the teams know how long some of these tires last, and the issue in the head scratcher for me was that they gave them the hardest sets of tires. So the medium was, you know, so they were the hardest of the kind of nine sets of different tires that they can brand differently. They gave them the hardest ones. And Lewis Hamilton said it perfectly before the race. The hard tire that they gave them could do a race and a half. Right. So that was the problem, was that you didn't really see anyone dropping off in pace. So there wasn't... I mean, there was some overtakes and stuff like that, but... Well, we touched on it a bit as well, yeah. where the, the course is so smooth yeah that it's not really doing anything to the tires so maybe yeah okay you know maybe it was a little bit slippy here and there but the tires weren't getting worn as quickly as they would elsewhere because the track is so new yeah i mean perez did 44 laps on a set of mediums and then came in because you literally have to pit once yeah. Yeah, I think it, I, I think it it would have been entirely possible for him. He he didn't. It wasn't. They brought him in because his pace was dropping off so much. Right. They were like, "Yeah, we'll bring him in." And you were just like, uh, nah. "I mean, Daniel Ricciardo." I think that was a really good race for Daniel Ricciardo because basically his job was get through the field, mm. maximum that get through the field, and he showed he could do it, and that was confidence inspiring, um, which was uh good. Well, I had uh, I had Verstappen, Perez, Hamilton, which was wrong. So I only got two points. Yeah, I think I got the same. I'm, um, not, do I'm not doing very well to start this season. Not going well for you. No. I think tomorrow I'm gonna go. 
I mean, I, I, I have to go with Hamilton in first because I mean, mm-hmm. he's well, just got his one, he's just got his 100th pole. Of course he's going to win. Like he's with Hamilton's on pole. He doesn't often give it up very easily. Right. And, and then, but then the significance of it also being his yeah. 100th, like there's, there's no way they're going to put him in any kind of situation where he loses. So I think I I think I'm gonna go Hamilton Verstappen Bottas again. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Hamilton Leclerc. Uh, uh, Hamilton Verstappen Leclerc. God, you love him. Hey, I put Verstappen in the top three. That's rare for me. Yeah, which I will never understand why you do that every time. Because he's usually there. He's very good. He's very, very good. But then you just don't, you just you, you just don't do it. Like it's that's basically a free point. As I get an email, and I think do we do we do we talk about the Red Bull situation? Because um, we were already starting to. People are already starting to call into question Bottas and Albon, but if we you actually mean look, Perez, no, no, last year. Oh, last year. So this year we're pulling. You know, we're going. Oh, should should Mercedes get rid of Bottas halfway through right. the season when he's point one? When he's doing when he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Um, gap between Perez. And Verstappen, it's much larger. Is a second. Mm. It's a large second. Well, well, not really. It's, I would say it's doing the math. It's a second. Call it a second. Call it yeah. yeah. Call it a second. And we're three races in. And it's been about the same, other than I mean, he did come fourth. Yeah, but but. That was the best, right? Yeah. The thing is, is that when I mean Perez, I mean P- Perez is good at attacking, and like that's why he yeah. came fourth. Yeah. And the fact that they're all so close, like yes, he's down in eighth, but that doesn't mean he's not going to get past Ricardo and Sainz. Oh, and I mean, if he you know, if he knocked two hundredth of a second off of it, he'd have been in fourth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I get your point. So. Yeah. yeah, I I'm I'm also I'm also not going to question anyone who's driving the second Red Bull at this point mm. because we, I mean we know that it's designed so particularly for Max Verstappen. I mean it doesn't yeah. it doesn't make sense that you would design two cars for one driver. But that's basically what they did. Right? Yeah, and the, I think they it's difficult because well, and then they wonder why Albon wasn't good and and why Gasly wasn't good and why Perez isn't as good as they hoped because I'm pretty sure they they thought that they could go 2-3 in every mm-hmm. race and maybe 1-2 or or 1-3 or you know yeah you know yeah. really I try mean, and bump uh, Hamilton we, and Bottas we, almost we off the, third, the podium when we've got the third person struggling in that second Red Bull we're like well 
Right. Like it's, it's obviously not the driver here and you booted, you, you booted Gasly out too soon and then you booted Albon out too soon. Well, the the hot, the thing for me is that, so Gasly is a bit of a better one to see because last year he, he outqualified his teammate. Um, This year he's got a rookie as a teammate. So I don't really think you can call that, but he has outqualified Sonoda three for three. Um, and and he's he's been within reach of the top ten in every race. Yeah, yeah he uh, he's scored in it. Done very well, and I think Pierre will possibly get out of the Red Bull family at the end of this year because there's well, going to be seat available in the Alpine. That's that's I what think. I was thinking too. Like if Red Bull's not careful, Gasly's <clears> going to get snatched up by somebody, and Gasly's already a bit peeved with Red Bull for them booting him out of the seat mid-season so and now they've just got Perez so I'm sure Gasly's sitting with Alpha Tauri being like well I'm not going anywhere anytime soon if they've just brought Perez in Mm -hmm. so I don't think I I look I'm not the kind of person that makes these decisions and I'm I don't think there would be but if at the end of the year Either Fernando Alonso has gone. Actually, do you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to race for Alpine anymore, which is what happened with McLaren because he wasn't getting the wins. With you know, he wasn't happy with how things were going at McLaren, and right. went, "I'm gonna not do this next year." Um, or you know, he picks it up and starts out qualifying Ocon. At which point, Ocon was out qualified every single time by Daniel Ricciardo. Um, that'd be pretty damning for his career, unfortunately. And there's an available... Right. And he's a French... Pierre Gasly is a French guy in a French car. Brilliant. Is, every, um, is everything okay over there? Yeah, Belle's doing something. I don't know what. No, it's sounds okay. Like, sounds like she's she's throwing... <laughs> it sounds like she's throwing uh, cabinets around. No. She's fine. Um... <laughs> Yeah, um, I I I can see Alonso being out qualified by Ocon basically every time, mm. and that's a good pair in my opinion. You've got two French guys in a French car. What more mm. could you ask for? The French love that, anyways. I mean, in for the Montreal Canadiens yeah. in, in the Fernando NHL, Alonso is Spanish. Pardon? Fernando Alonso isn't French. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like you get Pierre Gasly and and Esteban Ocon in the Alpine. You've got two French guys in a French car. What more could you ask for? Yeah, it works. Right. Like the, the, the French love that kind of stuff. Even the, the French Canadians here, like they hate it when the Montreal Canadians don't have a French coach, a French general manager and a French captain. And so they've, they've got two out of three right now, but I mean, I'm sure that I think, I'm sure Habs fans would love to have a French captain. Yeah, I think what a lot of people don't realize is how much of an influence the driver has over the seat. Being the fastest is very important to it, but Charles Leclerc from Monaco, where they sell a lot of Ferraris, looks very good driving a Ferrari, turning up in a Ferrari, very good in the Ferrari adverts. And he's just got... Yeah, 
He's just he, tons he, of women everywhere. He is the kind of person that Ferrari want people to think buy their cars. Literally, you picture a Ferrari and you just picture Charles Leclerc next yeah. to it with two models. Like next, and the next kind of one that I would be thinking about, which Ferrari will want to get in, is Mick Schumacher because mm. his dad, like you, just put Schumacher on the side of Ferrari and things will be okay. Right. You put Schumacher on the side of a Ferrari and everybody just collectively celebrates mm-hmm. because they go, Oh my God, it's the second coming. Yeah. <laughs> That's all um, you need. Right. Just because we did comment about Albon. One thing I thought was very cool. Um, was that he was testing in DTM recently, and at the moment he's second fastest by quite a margin. It's almost like he's a good driver. Speaking anyway. of speaking of testers, it was also announced that Roman Grosjean is testing for Mercedes. Yeah, that's cool. Which is cool. Yeah, I don't. I just that's just cool. Every single team on the grid had the opportunity to do something cool and just give everyone a feel good. And Mercedes went, no one else is going to do it. We're going to do it. I'm a little bit annoyed that there were several teams that he had raced for, none of which went, all right, here you go. Right. But you know what? He's doing very well in IndyCar as well. He is. And at least somebody did it, right? So. We wish him, wish him all the good luck and everything so, else. Right. We'll move on to the next one. I'm going to pull the pin on Jared and let him go, because. Well, should we talk about the Should we talk about the good stuff in hockey first? Yeah. Talk, go about, on. talk about the happy things. Yeah. So of course the happy things all have to do with women's hockey because why would men's hockey be remotely entertaining, happy, or fun anymore? Because it's not. Um, I literally had a conversation with a, a friend of mine here about mm. how hockey in the 2010s, yes, we were younger, but it was also just more fun to watch hockey in the 2010s. Yeah. Anyways, um, not because of less rules or anything like that. It was just more fun because like the atmosphere around hockey was more fun. Now it's just so gross the atmosphere around hockey in general men's and women's it just sucks it's just got this stink just stench to it anyways the good things about hockey uh the pwhpa showcase remember i talked about one in st louis a couple weeks ago and then it kind of didn't happen it got postponed it's now happening may 15 16 uh the two american hubs are going to be playing once again Points are carrying over. I believe the New Hampshire team is winning. Um, it's been a few weeks since I checked in who's winning and whatnot, but I'm pretty sure they are because they have Abby Rock and she's been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So that's on May 15th and 16th. I'm pretty sure you can catch that at least on NBC like they did with the Madison Square Garden New York showcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's happening. That's spectacular it was also announced that there's going to be a canadian showcase 
finally, we're getting one the following week, May 24th to 30th. So we're going to wrap up the month of May mm-hmm. with a mini tournament, essentially. Okay. So like the American ones kind of been spread over a few weekends mm. where they've played two or they've played two or three games a weekend. Yeah. And then points are carrying over and whatnot. This one is fully, uh, fully set up as a tournament, right? Okay. So I said 24th to 30th. So it's six days, three teams. You've got the, the Toronto hub, the Montreal hub and the Calgary hub. Okay are all going to play each other in a round robin. Each team's going to play each other twice in the round robin. So that'll yeah. be six games. Okay. Which is awesome. And then there'll be a championship, effectively. Okay. So, I, just I forgot something about Formula One, but finish I'll, that. I'll, yeah, I'll, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll come the, back to that. We'll have, a, we'll have a positive, fun side of the podcast, and then we'll have the things that annoy us side of the podcast. Got it. Yeah. I'm, I'm still listening. So... Like I said, championship, it's all going to be on Sportsnet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just wet, what, when on Sportsnet. The round robin is only going to be on Sportsnet now, which is the streaming service, mm-hmm. which is fine, but you have to pay for that. So <laughs> I'm not thrilled, but at least it's on Sportsnet. And then the actual like playoffs... Mm-hmm. Or what's going to be on the weekend will actually be on Sportsnet on television, okay. uh, which you can tune into and watch. So that's good. Yeah. But like, like it, it's again, it's like, it's like you take a step and a half forward instead mm-hmm. of two steps forward right it's because yeah, it's, it's like well it's on sportsnet and there's this and it's a big tournament and it's going to be great but it's on the streaming service of sportsnet and it's like well if you put it on television all of it then then it would be good and if sportsnet had structured themselves in a way that you could do that mm then it would have worked out. But Sportsnet structured their channels regionally. And oftentimes you find the same thing airing on five channels at the same time. Okay. Yeah, it's very strange. At least on TSN, like, yes, there's their channels are regional channels. Mm-hmm. So like TSN 2 is dedicated to the Winnipeg Jets or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. TSN3 is dedicated to the Ottawa Senators and whatever. But when TSN has a big tournament, like a curling tournament or the World Juniors or whatever, they will put, and, and if games are on at the same time or like a big tennis match, right? Like if they have Wimbledon or something, there will be different tennis matches on different channels at the same time. Okay. Because that makes sense. See, so what I don't understand is like Sportsnet has five channels, but they can't air something else mm. on this on on the same channel or on on a different channel at the same time as something else because like so what what's going to happen is you're going to have let like like let's say it's a Thursday night so like the NHL playoffs will be going on at this point so let's say Thursday night right you'll have the Leafs. And the Habs game, yep. Yep. 
at seven o'clock and then you'll have the Oilers and Jets game at 10 o'clock or 930 or whatever. Yeah. Right. And those will be on if it's if it's a national broadcast, especially so like a Wednesday or a Thursday night, those will be on all five of Sportsnet's channels. And they don't and they don't air anything else. So, you know, to me, I look at this and I go, wouldn't it be great if that was on Sportsnet television and not Sportsnet streaming that you have to pay for? Because I'm just I'm I don't know how I'm gonna watch these games because I don't subscribe to Sportsnet because I don't, you know, I, I can't I can't I can't pay for all this stuff. I've got who I've got Amazon Prime, I've got Netflix, Netflix. I've got um I know I use a friend's Disney Plus, which is a wonderful thing where like everybody just shares each other's streaming accounts. Well, the thing for if me, you didn't know. <laughs> in the, in, this is even worse in the UK. So, because you you have to pay for a, a TV yeah. license no matter what. Yes, which is yeah, why. So you, so you the, get TV, uh, right? No. So if you are watching terrestrial television that comes into your your home so like bbc sky bbc to anything like that you have to pay for a tv license right so we don't have a tv in this house we have computer monitors right because on a computer monitor you can stream whatever you like right but we're not watching tv we don't watch tv in this house the annoying thing is that for me so do you still have to pay a TV license? No. No, okay. They've got rid of that now because basically a lot of people got really upset because they were like, well, I'm not watching anything on the BBC. Why am I right. paying £120 a year? Um, so the annoying thing for me is if I want to watch the Formula One, I have two options. I either pay £15 a month basic and then another £30 on top of that to get the Formula One channel. So £45 a month to watch the Formula One on the Saturday for the qualifying and the Sunday. Right. Is that just for the weekend? No. So the problem is, is that I can't go on my streaming service because the way that somehow it is, is that Sky Sports have the license to stream Formula One in the UK. No one right. else can no one else can provide coverage of the Formula One in the UK. So Sky have it in a grip. Well, yeah, because they're what they're what, the national broadcaster? Yeah. Right. And we we in Canada pick up the Sky yeah. Sports feed. You yeah, you have the Sky Sports feed, but in Canada you can go on Amazon Prime and watch it. Are you sure? I'll have to yeah. look at that. Yeah, you can. If you've got Amazon Prime, you've got access to the Formula One stream. Because we do watch it, because we watch it on TSN. Yeah. So the problem, yeah, the problem that we have is that to get, I can't go on Sky Sports on Now TV and buy just the Formula One channel. If they gave me a £20 a month subscription just to the Formula One channel, I would watch it. But right, problem, that's all you'd need. Yeah, you can't buy that. To get Sky Sports Formula One, I have to buy Sky One, uh, Sky Sports One, Two, Three, Four, Sky Sports Cricket, Spy, Sky Sports the main event, and then I get Formula One. You don't want to watch cricket. No, 
I have to buy five channels of football, none of which I want to fucking watch before yeah, I get the yes. one. Well, and this is how this is how they get you, right? It's just bollocks. It's like, oh, get this package. It's like, well, no, I don't want this package. I just want that, the thing right there. I just want, I just want the Formula One. Yeah. All I, I, lo- the other, <laughs> yeah, I love how thing. this discussion started with women's hockey and de- devolved into why cable companies suck. Yeah. The <laughs> only other thing as well that they offer, which really pisses me off because they know they're doing it, is they don't do a, I want to watch the Formula One this weekend package. I want to watch qualifying and I want to watch the race. Right. But because qualifying takes an hour, take place an hour before, if you buy the 24 hour pass, oh, you can't watch qualifying, it. you can't watch the race. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck. That's laughable, man. This is, this is another one that wound me up. So, the company Autosport, which is a company that covers basically everything that isn't Formula One in the UK, so British touring cars, Le Mans, all that kind of stuff, they also run a subscription service. Now, it's only £5 a month, but the problem is is that Monday to Friday, it's pretty much useless. And well, then yeah. at the weekend, the problem is, is that the British touring cars is broadcast on ITV free. You can watch that. And then all the other stuff is kind of grassroots, low-level sports, which unless you... It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's not the kind of stuff that you go, I'm going to sit on a Saturday and watch that because you probably want to watch Formula One or something. They did the 24 hours of Le Mans on their their, their service and it was okay. You could pay £5.99 and watch 24 hours of Le Mans. The issue was that you could also watch it on YouTube but you just had to pick a single car feed but you oh, still so you could have you could have like eight different tabs open with a with different yeah. car feeds going different car feeds so i think they released their numbers and 20,000 people watched it on their service paying 5 pound 99 and 1. 1.6 million watched it on YouTube. Because mm, it was, what's the word? Free. Free? <laughs> the best one in the mm. world. The 24 hour of Le Mans is a endurance race. You can stuff that mother with ads. Put ads oh, on. Absolutely. Especially when people go to sleep. Yeah. Put ads on it. Go for it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I, I do enjoy how this devolves into why cable companies are stupid. Can I talk about the thing that kind of had me laughing first? In um, well, just before you do that, um, we also had a couple of things from the NWHL. Okay. They had their awards and Kayla Graham Mentis for the Toronto Six won MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people believe that she was snubbed from Team Canada for training camp for the ca- now cancelled uh, World Championships. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely an argument there. The only thing I'll say is that she's in the NWHL. 
Hockey Canada doesn't really support the NWHL. So that's probably why she didn't get considered. Um, it's stupid that that's why she didn't get considered, but that's probably the grassroots reason for it when you get down to it. Um, it sucks, but that's just the, that is the landscape of women's hockey at the moment. Um, also, the NWHL did double their salary cap. It went from 100 grand to 300 grand. That's good. It is good. Um, it means that the women can make more money. They won't make a livable wage still because the actual base, mm. the actual, like, just because the. Um, just because the salary cap went up, that doesn't necessarily mean that the um, the, the salaries have increased. Mm. It just means it's that it just it. means that there's more space on, under the cap. So yes, some players might end up making a little bit more money and stuff like that. But in relative, when you look at it from a big picture. It, 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 it doesn't really give them that much more money because I don't think they actually, uh, you see, I'm not 100% sure because I haven't looked at it, but I only just saw the base tweet that was like the salary cap has doubled from 150K to 300K. I don't actually know if the max salary for players has increased. It probably has because the salary cap is increased. But again, it, it's not by much and it's not a livable wage, right? And there again, just because the max salary has increased, mm. that only means that the highest paid players are going to get paid a little bit higher. But still <laughs> like the lower, like, you know, like the third, fourth line players are still going to not get that much at all. No, but it'll start to... You know. It'll yeah. start to create the market, yeah. Because you'll have a player who will go, "Well, I'm not going to play for you because if I go over there, I'm going to get a thousand pound dollars more, and yeah. then go there and get paid a thousand dollars more, and then the team will go actually, well, now and it'll start to come up. I think three hundred. It's a, it's at least the idea. Again, the thing about the NWHL is that they all have to consider their jobs, right? Yeah, which is why I still think that they they should put the idea that we brought forward which is make each nhl franchise create a ladies team because yeah. you could turn around to them and go if you create a ladies team and you your your ladies team salary is going to cost you two and a half million but you can have two and a half million on top of your your salary cap i guarantee you that they're going to bring in a player for two and a half million and then they're actually going to go well We've got two and a half million that we can like two and a half million to an NHL franchise is nothing. Yeah, that's a that's a third line player. Yeah, but when the team that has their name on the chest starts not doing well, they'll go. Well, let's get that that girl. Okay, how much yeah. is she being paid? Now? Oh, okay. Well, she's being paid one hundred and fifty. Right, we'll pay one hundred and sixty just yeah. to come here. Or we'll pay and her five. We'll pay her five hundred because. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Right. Bring her in. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's it it, it, 
it all makes sense. That would require any kind of like progressive thinking from Gary Bettman, uh, which does not happen at all, especially with what's happened over the last week. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have something to say before I go off for the next 20 minutes. Yes. So um, the next race in the Formula One calendar is um, Monaco. Monaco. Now, before Monaco, what the drivers really like to happen is... So there is not that much time that Monaco... Because when you race at Monaco, you have to shut down Monaco. Right. Because one can get around, you've you've shut half of the town to make the circuit. So what the Formula One teams really like is for other race series to come in before them and lay down loads of rubber because that makes the road really sticky. So they right. love when the Monaco Historique comes in because that's loads of old Formula One cars with really big tyres laying so much rubber down. Um, they love that. Formula E is there this weekend. Oh. And they have tires that purposely don't degrade. So the Formula One teams are like, mm. we need rubber. And yeah. the Formula E guys are like, we're trying. We don't do we, that. We don't do that. But they are racing around the full Monaco layout this weekend, which is good. So that was all I wanted to say. I'm going to pull the pin. Is, is there. Is there no one else that can race as well as Formula E? Well, it's the Jaguar E-Pace thing. Okay, so it's all electric cars. It's all electric cars, none of which really do much to tires. It's it's all super happy earth times. Yeah. Not that that's a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> not a bad thing. They're just not as, you know, loud. Mm. Okay, so... I sent you everything and yep. I'll I'll get I'll get your opinion at the end but basically mm-hmm. we had a lovely situation in the NHL again the New York Rangers were playing the Washington Capitals on Tuesday evening mm-hmm. and things were getting a little bit chippy uh you know people were getting upset and uh Tom Wilson in front of the net uh took a New York Rangers player down. His name's Pavel Buchnevich. Yeah. He was taken down. Um, it's strange because you can kind of see uh, Tom Wilson's stick, like kind of like pressed against Pavel Buchnevich's neck as he falls down. And then on top of that, uh, so Pavel Buchnevich is literally face down on the ice with a stick somewhere underneath him whether it's in his neck or his upper chest or face or whatever, there's a stick underneath him. Uh, So completely vulnerable position and Tom Wilson punches him. There's been some debate as to where he was punched. Some people say that Tom Wilson punched Bushnevich in the back of the head. Other people have said that, oh, look at it. He punches him in the back of the shoulder. To me, it doesn't particularly matter. You punched a man in a vulnerable position, uh, with a padded glove so basically a boxing glove what no so a boxing glove is a boxing glove padded to protect the person it's hitting and the person that right is being so this is less of a boxing it's, glove because it's an armored glove it's, yeah. it's purpose to 
protect just the person wearing it. It doesn't care who it is. Correct. So that happens. Um, Artemi Panarin, who's the highest paid star player of the New, New York Rangers, like, like, mm-hmm. like, like top 10 player in the league, Artemi Panarin, yeah. uh, sees this happen, sees mm-hmm. that there has been no penalty called by the referee in the corner because his arm has not gone up, uh, and decides to jump Tom Wilson. Not exactly the greatest decision by Artemi Panarin because Artemi Panarin is about our size and Tom mm. Wilson is 6'3", 200 pounds and will beat the snot out of you. But anyways, Artemi Panarin trying to defend his teammate. The New York Rangers aren't exactly a built team. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that there's too much thought into the decision-making process going there. Mm-hmm. I think that it's not a great decision, but I think that if you see a fellow teammate in a vulnerable position with his head on the ice and he's being punched in the back of the head, I don't think you have the. I don't think you go. Is this good for the rest of my career? Is this good for my team? You go. Fuck my teammates getting his ass handed to me. I need to help. Kind of thing. That's that's right. where it's gone from me. It was just a chain of bad decisions that kept leading on. So, you know, that was bad decision number two. Mm -hmm. Bad decision number three was Tom Wilson realizing somebody's jumped him, turning around, looking and going, oh, this is star player Artemi Panarin. I have Mm. two options here. I can let him kind of try and rough me up a bit. Yeah. Knowing that that's not going to have much of an impact on me because he's basically a child punching his uncle. Yeah. And just kind of let that go and and nothing will come of it. Or I can throw him to the ice, uh, of which he also does not have a helmet on. So who Mm. knows what would happen? Tom Wilson, being Tom Wilson, picks the latter choice and body slams Artemi Panarin without a helmet on. And also like they get finagled in such a way where Artemi Panarin's face ends up next to Tom Wilson's skate, Uh. which I'm like, uh, and Artemi Panarin hits his head off the ice as well. So it's announced that uh, Panarin is out for the rest of the season. Tom Wilson did not have a hearing for what he did. He was merely fined 500, 500, uh, 500, sorry, $5,000 based oh, on, which is, which is the maximum fine under the CBA of the NHL. Five, five K for that. And the teams then played the following night. So Tom Wilson is in that game. The New York Rangers are absolutely furious that Tom Wilson has not had a suspension for mm. taking for for punching one of their players in a mm. vulnerable situation and yeah. then also uh taking their star player out for the rest of the season. Every there's there's Tom Wilson defenders that will go, oh, it's only three games in the rest of the season. It doesn't matter. 
the season's over in a week. It's still the rest of the season. Uh, it doesn't matter how many games it is. If this happened in February, he would probably still be out for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, because it's likely that he has a concussion. Mm. Um, because he hit his head off the bloody ice. So the New York Rangers release a statement. Let me just, um, I was, I was going to find it for this and I forgot to. So let me just find it here. But basically they, they came out with this statement from what I understand, this statement was not really approved by management. Mm. So it looks like this statement came from ownership. So the statement reads, New York Rangers are extremely disappointed that Capitals forward Tom Wilson was not suspended for his horrifying act of violence last night at Madison Square Garden. Wilson is a repeat offender, fact, with a long history of these types of acts, fact, and we find it shocking that the NHL and their Department of Player Safety failed to take the appropriate action and suspend him indefinitely. Wilson's dangerous and reckless actions caused an injury to Artemi Panarin that will prevent him from playing again this season. We view this as a uh, dereliction, dereliction of duty by the NHL head of player safety, George Peros, and believe he is unfit to continue his current role. Right, so let's just pause for a minute. Let's just break this down. Let me know, let me know if I've got any bit wrong. Yeah. The body boy's on the ice and he's an experienced player. Experienced player in his early 30s with a rap sheet of being a, aggressive, sometimes okay. violent, and occasionally considered dirty player. So... First, puts a player to the ice with a stick to the guy's throat. After the whistle. After the whistle. And then, you can say it how you will, punches a guy that's on the ground. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. There's, there's no arguing Face down. about that. Face down. No arguing about that. Nope. He then is somehow not stopped at that point. By any referee or linesman at all. Yeah. Turns around, and because the refs haven't done anything, another player has had to come in and save his body, basically, because he doesn't know if this guy's going to stop. His friend is on the ice being beaten up. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know he's going to stop. Um, This guy's come in. He's body slammed him to the ground on an ice rink. And then continued to go at him until this was stopped. So, why is this guy still playing? <laughs> if you did that in the street, you'd be in jail. Yep. So, for me, I would go, right. First, you assaulted a player that was already on the ground. If the guy had stood up, throwing his gloves down and you'd have the fight and he'd hit the ground. Then once he's hit the ground, he's out. You, you put your gloves up and you skate away. You've hit a player that's undefended. That's a fucking season ban right there. Ban for the season. Yeah. The second one is you then turn around and you seriously injure another player. That's another season ban because he's now fucking gone. Yeah. 
right? And before we get anywhere else, all of those fucking refs, they're all getting fucking no pay for that match. Because if they come into my office, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even have the conversation. I'd withhold the paychecks, and when they go, why didn't you pay us? I'd go, why the fuck did you let two players have their asses handed to them? Your job to be there is to make that be safe. Police the game, yeah. Police the game. The guy's on the floor, he's getting punched in the back of the head, and the guy's still there. And then the next bit that fucking battles me is why in a league where you have players getting paid um, from anywhere from 10 million to 5 million a year, minimum salary for a player? Uh, minimum minimum salary, 700K. Okay, so you've got people paid 700K a year and your maximum fine is $5,000. Yeah. If I'm an NHL player on £700,000 a year, and you find me $5,000, my biggest annoyance is that I can't do that on a contactless card. Mm. Because that's, that's, that's fucking pennies to these guys. I, I don't understand why, I don't understand why fines are not a percentage of their salary. What? To me... It should this- be, it should be, it shouldn't be 5,000, it shouldn't be 5K, it should be 5% of your cap yeah of your cap hit because yeah. Connor mcdavid makes 13 million dollars a year five thousand five thousand dollars to him is like okay, nothing. Whatever. nothing right but that, then five thousand dollars to a guy like jason spezza who makes 700k is a bit more like oh okay you know it's I mean, seven, it it's a, it's it's a bit more of an inconvenience about it. it's 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 one of those things that your agent pays for and I guarantee you that the level of these guys is that they could probably find a sponsorship deal, you know, turn up at a fucking kid's birthday party or a, do a hockey camp for yeah. an afternoon and you'll get $15,000. And the agent goes, and the agent goes, yeah, that sucks a bit. Maybe don't do that again. Right. Okay. Well, I wouldn't even, if I wouldn't even bring it up in conversation, <laughs> if, honestly, right. if I was, if I was looking after an athlete who was on the, you know, 5 million a year and they got a $5,000 fine. I'm not having that conversation with them. I'm just, I'm getting my assistant to pay that. And then if they turn around and go, oh, I got a $5,000 fine. I go, it's not good, very good for your public image. It, it's financial. It's done more of a damning thing to his financial image than the thing. The thing for me, I think that the people that need to start dealing with penalties are the people that run blank pan. Because they have a rule, if you end some, if you ruin someone's race, we will ruin yours. Right. So what happened quite recently? It happened to Chris Harris in 2019. He was going round. He was in, in an AM car in a Bentley GT3 at Spa. Through no fault of his own, he got shunted by a Mercedes GT3 car that was fighting for the lead of the race. Do you want to know what the fine and what the... Because it was completely this pro driver's fault. He tried to overtake where you shouldn't overtake and basically gave Chris an option of crash into a wall or let me buy. Right. Um, They gave him a three-minute time penalty, which in a 12-hour race is fucking hours. Yeah. That's not a three-minute time penalty where you can work on the car. No, the driver has to pull into the pit box, turn the car off, and sit there for three minutes. God, that must feel like a century. 
before you can do. And the thing was, it ruined their race. Oh, I'm, I'm their sure. Done. You're not competing you're not for the lead after that. No, you're not making three minutes up. Um, and the other thing was that they were charged the Bentley's repair bill. Nice. And a hundred thousand dollars. They also, at the next race, got an extra ten kilos of ballast. <laughs> it's just here's a bit of here's a brick. Yeah. <laughs> you have to race with that too. <laughs> but the thing was, you now don't have pro drivers fucking over AMs because no. they know for a fact that if it happens, they are fucked. Yeah. And that should be it. This guy right now should be looking at a at least a year ban because well, yeah rules- like the washington capitals the washington capitals are going to be in the playoffs tom wilson should not be playing in the playoffs no he sh- he should not be playing for the rest of this year at a minute like uh, him not playing for the rest of this year shouldn't even be a conversation we're having whether right. he plays again in the next two years is because the way i look at it you you violently attacked someone who was undefended that's a year gone for me that's a year and the co- how how can the conversation go when you sit him down why did you punch a man that was on the floor oh he was fighting back no he wasn't he was on the floor he didn't he couldn't look at you yeah so you're gone for a year straight away and then, and then i would you, say, and then you body like, slammed someone else i would say with possibility a year and a half to a year and six months so a, a season and a half yeah. And yeah, then, I mean it it's yeah. it for me for me it's 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 hard to argue because you so and then you have the New York I, Rangers I calling for well, so then say well, 500,000 like I I would honestly say $500,000 fine to the player and then honestly write a fucking blank check to the team because this may this needs to be so brutally clear to teams that this can't happen right but it's not and what what in fact what the nhl's done because so the NH, the, the new york rangers come out with that statement right they call for uh george peros's job and yep. they they say that tom wilson did a horrifying act which i mean horrifying i don't know about horrifying but it's you know, they're upping the drama to make their point because it's not cool. No, but I think the thing so, is, is you've got to look at how lucky this guy got. Right. So he, he only gets a fine and he gets to play. No, no, in the no, next no, Jared, game. Jared, I'm saying with what he walked away from, because you punched a guy whose head was on the ice. Yeah. Now that's a head against a hard object and a fist. So the, the, the skull is the thing that has to move. So you could have fucking cracked one guy's skull. And then also, if you're body slamming another guy onto the skull, the first thing that the human body does when it's moved back like that is the head goes back. Mm-hmm. Which, is why, which is why Artemi hit his head on the ice. Yeah. You could have quite easily, we could have quite easily been having a conversation now about the fact that two, um, two NHLers are in the hospital with serious head injuries. Well, and then on top of that, because Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson's, Tom Wilson's skate ended up next to Artemi Panarin's head. Yeah. It could have been honest. Yeah, yeah. You could Ugh. have, you like it does. Honestly, it does not take that much to give yourself a serious head injury. No, and it doesn't. I, what, I've done it. Yeah, yeah. 
these two guys could have been in hospital right now and could have been in hospital for a serious period of time with serious head injuries. Right. And Artemi, Artemi is, is sat at home right now, probably in a dark room, not doing anything and looking at anyone because he's got a concussion. So that happens. They play the game the following night, a second into the game, like the puck drops line brawl, immediate line brawl. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. If the coach, if you're in the locker room and the coach turns around and says, do nothing, I don't care if I'm the fourth line guy. Mm-hmm. The very first thing I'm doing when I'm coming onto the ice is just punching someone incredibly hard in the face. Yep. Because so there was a line I, brawl I and then, that, and I then the, the first work, shift. Yeah. The, the first shift for Tom Wilson, he gets jumped. Yeah. If they fight. Um, the guy that the guy that started the fight, Brendan Smith, uh, got an instigator penalty, so he got an extra ten minutes. Where Tom Wilson was back out of the box after five minutes, uh, which is hilarious. Hmm. Um, and then Tom Wilson actually then left the game because he had an upper body injury. No, so, no that's not, I'm sorry, but if you turned around to me the night before. And I'm a guy on the fourth line and I'm a bit big and I know what I'm doing. That was Brendan Smith. I, yeah, I as the senior leadership are turning around to that guy and going, look, your tomorrow's game, your contributions hockey-wise don't matter. But us as a senior le- leadership will pay your £5,000 fine if you go and knock that guy the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I, if it was me, as we're doing the fucking line-out skates, when he's going to buy me, he's getting an elbow to the fucking chin. <laughs> just in the pregame warm up, just just like if I'm if I'm that team, I'm signing Conor McGregor up to a fucking contract, <laughs> a one day contract. <laughs> Conor, go out and lay him the fuck out. Oh, yeah, I can't. See it. Don't worry about it, Conor. Just go up and knock him the fuck out. Yeah. And then it's like, why is Conor McGregor coming onto the ice in like not even wearing skates? Eh, don't worry about it. Oh, he's got a five thousand dollar fine. Oh no. So it's dumb. So this all happens. Yeah. The league. Oh, and on top of that, uh, Pavel Bushnevich, who was the guy that got punched face down on the ground, um, goes after another Washington capital who had been uh, hacking at his legs and kind of roughing him up a little bit already for, for with no penalties. He slat. So Anthony Manthus, his name, Manthus slashed him about three times in the back of the leg. Gave him a cross check, also hit him a few times. So they skate away from each other. And as they come and skate back to each other, Butchnevich just goes, boof. Cross checks him square to the face. Um, both of them drop the gloves, start trying to fight each other. So um, after that, the thing after is- the game's over, hold on. And we got to wrap soon, but I have to get the rest of this in. Uh, Buchnevich has a hearing with the NHL for cross-checking Anthony Mantha in the head. And the New York Rangers get fined $250,000 for the statement that they made. The unfair, this is a quote from the NHL, the unfair statement to question the integrity of the head of Department of Player Safety is the reason behind this $250,000 fine. And uh, Pavel Bushnevich gets suspended one game for cross-checking uh, Anthony Mantha in the head. Now, 
literally all all the NHL needed to do mm. to avoid all of this was suspend Tom Wilson one game, which was the next game against yeah. the New York Rangers. That's all you needed to do. You didn't have to suspend him for a month, for five years. Just mm-hmm. suspend him one game. The guy's already been suspended a bunch of times. He's got a rap sheet. Like, I, I, I don't understand how you look at this and go, <coughs> oh, well, but he's been suspended so many times. So we what? can't suspend him again, can we? Because it's Which Tom Wilson. And like the problem with the NHL, hold on a sec, Gab. The problem with the NHL is that the Department of Player Safety does not look at the act and go, this is what happened. They look at, it's more important to them who committed the act, what team they play for, who did they commit the act against, and what team did they play for. Those four things are all more important to the NHL than what was actually committed. Um, because they look at it where, oh, did he, bre- he, did he directly break a rule? Well, based on the fact that the NHL referees didn't what call any penalties, ball. hold on. Based on the fact that the NHL didn't call it, the referees didn't call any penalties. Hmm. Um, therefore, no rules were broken. Therefore, we'll only fine him. Is 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 that that is that that is seriously the logic that was used to right, determine so this? this. If you called a police officer in Canada, mm. UK, wherever you are, and said, I, I have witnessed a guy put another guy on the floor, punch him in the back of the head, his friends come to defend him, and he's knocked that guy the fuck out as well. That guy is going to prison for a few years for grievous bodily harm. He's at least going, he's at least going to be tried for assault. Yeah, he's, he's going to jail. You know, and I don't, I don't understand why we're, why assault is just legal in hockey, and 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 everybody goes, oh well, that's old, that's old time hockey. You know, they're just they're just roughing each other up. No, they're not. Roughing each other up is you know getting into a bit of a scrap where the two players are face to face, looking at each other, going, oh yeah, you want to go? Oh, your mom's so fat. Oh, whatever, right? The thing is, is the whole. I I think that. There is obviously a part of hockey that is fighting. It's the same thing in rugby. Every now and again, people in rugby have a fight. Right. They uh, shove each other around. They get into a little scrap and the ref goes, all right, that's enough. But that, the thing with that is, is that's if, if two players in hockey skate up to each other, if two 300-pound behemoths skate up to each other, chuck the gloves off and go, right, we're going to have a fight, that's okay because that's yeah. two people going, we are going to have a fight. Yeah. And there's a fairness to that because both people have gone. But if a 265 man turns around to a 5'11", 160 pound weight kid and decides to knock him the fuck out, that's not okay. Right. Especially when he's not in a position to do so. So no. anyways, um, it's all kind of starting to blow over now. But yeah, I... I... I do not understand, like the, the NHL, this, this season in particular, and I tweeted this, th- this season has been a PR nightmare for the NHL between their lack of any sort of diversity initiatives whatsoever, 
Their yeah. one sentence statement on the George Floyd uh, trial and the conviction of that guy, one sentence where they couldn't even mention George Floyd's name. They just went, oh, we hope that everybody can be better friends, basically, is what they said. Um, so diversity is just insignificant to the NHL. Mm-hmm. And now their whole officiating system has been exposed for the fact that it's not actually the rules don't matter. It's just keeping the penalties even and, oh, we got to invent a penalty there because we called two penalties against the other team. So even though this guy literally fell, uh, we have to invent the fact that he was tripped by so-and-so because his stick was in the vicinity. That's literally what happens. And there's just a complete disregard for actually keeping their players safe. They don't care to keep their players safe. All they care about is just, I, I don't even know at this point. So I, I also am calling for George Peros's job because he's not doing a good one. What I don't think- care what all the pundits and all the old time hockey guys say. Why were- do you have a guy? This is the this is, this is yeah. serious problem. You've got a guy who is the head of keeping players safe who yeah. in his hockey career demolished and beat the crap out of people. George Peros was a goon in his career, and now he's responsible for keeping players safe? No wonder he's defending the other goons. Do you know, right, do you know in Formula One, do you know who the head of the Formula One Drivers Association is? So that's the Formula One, the... If the driver's got a problem, this is the person that's speaking on their behalf. Do you know who it is? George fucking Russell. Right. Because he's a current Formula One driver. So this is the important thing. This doesn't need to be a guy that's retired from hockey and all this kind of stuff, because with technology nowadays and all this kind of stuff, this needs to be a hockey player from each hockey team that they all have a meeting and they sit down and they look at these things and they go, is this safe? Is this not? Because I guarantee you that if every single other team looked at this, one right now, they're going, well, actually, this needs to be stamped out. Because let's say, for example, this team plays the Maple Leafs tomorrow. Now, they've just, their, their goon player has just found out, well, I can do I a can, lot of... I can my, body slam a guy and it doesn't matter. If I fly into Austin Matthews and I knock him out for three weeks, well, the Leafs haven't got him for three weeks, which means we can beat them. Right. And the flip and the flip side of that is I've seen people go, oh, well, if this wasn't Tom Wilson, then we wouldn't care. If Austin Matthews did this to freaking yeah. Joe Blow on the fourth line of the Montreal Canadiens, I wouldn't care. I'd want Austin Matthews suspended for however many games he should get. It does it anyway. We have to wrap because I have to go on. It is two o'clock. Right. But the, Love you, buddy. yeah. We can we can maybe talk about it a bit more next week because it's the end of the NHL season next week and everything. But that's that. Um, Tom Wilson shouldn't be playing uh, for the rest of this season and playoffs, but he is um, because the NHL doesn't care. So we wish be- we wish better luck next week to the NHL mm-hmm. and just their mind-numbing stupidity. Uh, and and all the other losers, including ourselves, of course, because that's what we are. Yes. Right. Talk to you later, buddy. Love you.
Bye. Bye.